Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So we don't have to use this for my podcast if you feel like it's too personal or you say something and you don't want me to use it. This is my life. He comes in and bombards me with a microphone on my face. <laughs> well, I used to bombard you with other things in your face and you had a problem with that. That's true. Well, now I have my, my mouth is full. I'm eating breakfast. So I've been trying something that I think is uh, different for me. Well, I, mean, I know it's different for me. I don't know if it's healthy or good. I don't know if it's what is prescribed, but I'm doing it kind of as an experiment. Um, it's also one of the reasons why I'm packing up my motorcycle and leaving. Jesus. <laughs> that sounds so... <laughs> it has to sound dramatic. It's a podcast episode. I am coming back just for a couple of days. Um, leaving into the woods, nature. So... Okay, can you put your phone down? I'm listening to you. Listen, you came into my space. I was sitting here eating breakfast, doing stuff. You came in with a microphone. She's on my podcast and she's on Instagram. I'm working. I'm not just scrolling. So whenever I feel like I need more words, because um, if you know my story, I'm words of affirmation when it comes to love language, or I feel like... Uh, I need more connection, more intimacy, more skin, whatever I feel like I need. You know, usually therapists say you should express that, right? Um, but I I recently have the, I don't know if it's a challenge, I think challenging myself to actually not express it. I think it's better these days for me to not express it and just hold resentment. No, I think it's better to not ex express it and then see what comes up and see if I can self-soothe that uh, to accept instead of um, – be because I think that sometimes when you express a need, you can become needy, and that's kind of the fine line. Well, I think there's been a real overcorrecting in the like emotional therapeutic landscape around the idea of needs. And I think there's a real expectation of our partners being like these needs meeting machines, which I've gotten a lot from my clients when I'm working with them. And I think that, yeah, I mean, we are relational beings, but it's always, I think the first thing we should do is attempt to sit with whatever's coming up that we feel like is a need that somebody else should be meeting, whether partner or friend or whoever, and ask ourselves, where is that coming from? Why? Is there any way that I can meet some of that need myself? I, I don't like the idea of not talking to me about it, but I think the way you talk to me about it has changed, right? So whereas you might have come to me in the past with like, this is a need that I have, like, can you fill it or fill it? It's more now like, this is coming up for me. This is a struggle for me. Like we talk about it as if we're removed from it, like we're looking at the problem together, standing side by side versus like me, me versus you, right? Like, hey, I have this saying, hey, you need to fulfill it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I used to think that everyone should express their needs because most people have not, they don't know how to. So mm -hmm. as an exercise in relationships, you should always express your needs. And then now I'm finding that, um, at least for me and my story, uh, it can backfire, and uh, at least for me, 
I mean, not for you because you, you actually are on the other side where you don't express your needs. I express my needs almost too much where then I become needy. And so I've been trying to um, not express – I mean, I guess I'm doing it by making this podcast. But not not express but instead sit with – and then, you know, if you sit with it and then what you – the conclusion you come to is, yeah, you should actually express a couple of things and I think that's okay too. But um, to actually sit with something first and then after that, if you still want to express, you can. Um, but chances are you may not need to after sitting with it and well, leaning into like discomfort a little I bit. I also think that it's – again, it's about – changing our relationship to the need and also the expectation of the other person to fulfill the need and also how we have a conversation about the quote unquote need. So when you sit with it, you know, like what comes up initially that one might act on and express in that moment might look a lot different than what would be expressed if you do sit with it for a beat, right? So if you sit with it for a beat and you're like, no, I am actually feeling kind of disconnected and and I want to, you know, I feel like I want to connect with you more. I'm feeling uh, distance or whatever. Um, That I think is a really good conversation to have. I think if you have it too soon, and we're talking about people, you know, people like you versus people like me who do overexpress versus underexpress, I guess. I mean, that's the best way to describe it, but... um, I think maybe if you did it in a reactionary way, the need would come across like, I feel this way, you need to make it better, right? But I think when you sit with it for a beat, it comes across like, hey, I want to have more connection with you. How can we make that happen? And then it's like we meet in the middle to decide what connection feels like for me too. So it becomes more of like a meeting in the middle. How do we feel connected versus like you saying, I feel disconnected. Here's what you need to do to make me feel more connected. Does that... Yeah, but I never, I never say. I'm Here's exaggerating, what you to do. but it, it does come across more that way. I think whether yeah. you realize it or not, when you speak up and communicate a need in the moment of like the a moment it happens, it has come across in the past like, "Here's the thing that's wrong. You need to fix it by doing X, Y, and Z." Like it's very specific about the thing that I need to do or change or act or whatever. And I think when you sit with it, what I've noticed is it becomes, like I was saying, more of a conversation where we're able to look at it side by side and tackle it together, right? Like as a team. Hey, I wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. Well, I I noticed, um, so here's my process. Recently, I noticed um, uh having having some of those feelings light not 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 really big and then also part of it is just right now I'm doing a lot of waiting in my life the last couple uh weeks and uh deciding to take my motorcycle up to Idlewild and and just uh, um I'm running a retreat up there but just going up there a couple of days early as a way to uh self soothe so mm-hmm. using something more somatic uh which I can relate to a lot more than um, 
you know, something, say, like meditation or other other ways to self-soothe. Um, for me, it's the physical stuff. So mm-hmm. getting on a motorcycle. Going to the mountains. Using coconut oil. Um, so that, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to, and, and that's why I was like, I, I don't know, should I go? Should I not go? But then I kind of thought, you know, I think it would be, um, good for us. Mm-hmm. My question to you is this is a little bit off the topic, but if my need a lot of times is words or connection or, you know, me, me, me leaning more toward, um, an anxious attachment style, what would some of your needs be? I'm assuming it would be actually be space, right? Um, I'm trying to think of how to work. I mean, one thing that's coming up is like, as you're talking about feeling like you need connection, I think a really good practice in the sitting with it is because when you sit with it and you pull back from the initial like kind of knee jerk reaction of the need, you put things in a context, right? So like we're on day 10 and yes, I am counting that specifically. We're on day 10 of transitioning our our daughter into a big girl bed which means exactly 10 days of not sleeping um and so like everybody's run down we're exhausted you know I feel like I'm running on fumes as it is so like when you're able to pull back and not react in that knee jerk my point is you're able to be like oh I'm feeling disconnected but also maybe that's partly because I'm tired so like maybe I'm a little like depressed and foggy oh and also Vanessa's probably tired so that's probably why she's not leaning in so much right and I think we don't do a service to our relationships by taking that beat and stepping back um because then again it comes across very like almost like finger pointy like hey fill this need for me versus being like oh shit this is part of a larger context um whatever's going on in our relationship in that moment so I I do appreciate that and as far as my needs go I mean it goes along with what I was just saying that for me, I realize a quote unquote need, because I don't always even love using that word, is feeling like you see me. So what seeing me means is you anticipate my need. Now, I don't love the word need. And what I mean by that is, using that example I just had, you seeing me would be in your head saying, we're 10 days in, nobody slept, we're exhausted. That's probably why she's been a little bit like, you know, disconnected or out of it. Oh, I see that. Okay. So what I realize is it's not her disconnecting from me or, or doing it purposely or whatever. It's actually not even about me. It's more about the larger picture. So I'm going to keep that in mind as I have a conversation with her. To me, that feels like you actually seeing me, right? Right. So in the pause, uh, the word that comes to my mind is consideration. Yes. Uh, which I feel like I'm, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than me announcing on this podcast what is going on for me internally. And putting it in my face in a microphone while I'm eating breakfast, yeah. Shoving the microphone in your face is a, um, it's a need of mine. But uh, yeah, to not need to talk about everything, to self-soothe, to pause and consider the other person's state, what they're going through, where they're at, what they're experiencing in their life. Um, and I, I think that's a really actually um, that's a big step. And I think it's not just just me. I think many people they don't consider the other person. So a lot of it is jumping to conclusions. A lot of it is um, here's what I need. You're not giving me what I need. And then the other person, well, you're not giving me what I need. And suddenly it, it's kind of a tug of war. Uh, but to break that cycle, 
put the pause, you know, put the uh, emotional speed bump, and before uh, reacting, um, to consider, to consider what's happening with you, to consider what's happening with your partner. Um, also, in that, the, there's going to be a lot of acceptance required. There's going to be a letting go. There's going to be uh, not trying to control. You know, all of these these things. And then I think if you can practice that, uh, the more two people practice that, the more you kind of trust the silences. You kind of trust when. Um, it's strange because if you both practice that and you guys are on the same page, then when you do feel distant, you you actually don't feel distant. So the so the spaces that's creating the relationship where, yeah, people aren't you know, sexting or doing whatever or or you know, um, because of life or because babies aren't sleeping or because you know work or projects, uh, then it's there's the sky's not falling. Then it's. Uh, just the ebb and flow of the relationship. Well, part of that feels like you've built a foundation of trust in the relationship, but also trust in yourself, right? Like I can, I've got me, I can get through this. I don't need somebody else to help me get through this. Um, And also I trust enough in the relationship and the partnership to know that it can withstand whatever this moment in time is. And to know that me thinking, oh, this is a forever thing. Oh, no, like getting into that catastrophic kind of thinking of like, we got to fix this now. What does this mean? Is intimacy waning? Like, what does that mean about our relationship? Like all these kind of, you know, jumping to conclusions. I think you do start to, again, pull back and realize like, maybe that's my anxiety. Maybe that's, you know, me not sleeping, whatever the thing is. Um, And I have to be able to trust in my relationship that that's not the forever truth. That's the moment right now. Um, And I think that, not just saying it, but actually feeling into, like really living the idea of trusting your relationship, the other person feels that, right? And when they also feel like you're trusting them in the relationship, they feel like they can trust you in the relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah, I also love this idea that um, even if they are valid needs, right, you can also do other things to, uh, I don't want to say distract, but get other needs in your life where what you feel that you really need, you may not. You know, so whether that is a workout or a motorcycle ride good or <laughs> good night's sleep or a coffee with friends, um, there are other things we can do to uh, take the pressure off our partner. And then, you know, after you play those out, if you still need connection, I think that's okay to express that. Totally. Yeah. And I think that, you know, ultimately, it's for each of us personally to decide. When we've done all those things, if it keeps coming up as an issue or if it keeps coming up where you feel like there's something specific that's not being satisfied in this relationship or by this person and it feels like it's really that big, it's for each of us to decide if we feel like we are in alignment with this person or not and then to kind of act accordingly. Um, It's still not for the other person to quote unquote meet the need if it doesn't feel like it's in alignment with them. Right. I mean, I think that really takes it out of I need somebody else to act a certain way for me to feel better in this relationship versus are we in alignment or not? Um, No fault. Right. And if we're not, then I have a responsibility for myself and this other person to kind of decide what that looks like for me. Just things to think about. Um, Not really uh, giving answers, more um, asking questions. 
And if you like uh, some of these conversations that Vanessa and I have, we actually have a book. It's called It's Not Me, It's You. And uh, it's white, so you could pick that up on Amazon and you could find Vanessa at... Vanessa S. Bennett. I have food in my mouth. <laughs> Is that it? Vanessa S. Bennett on Instagram? I don't know. Yep. Thank you for listening. Be well. Bye.